Hey everyone, we are back for episode 4 of Ryan's One Word Reviews. This week I will review Amazon Prime's Blow the Man Down, Taika Waititi's Hunt for the Wilder People, and Netflix's The Platform. Let's get started. So really quickly, before we get started reviewing this week's films, I just want to issue a really quick apology for a mistake I made last week. I actually forgot to include my list of honorable mention films that just missed cracking last week's top five. So before we jump into reviewing this week's films, I do want to list those off for you guys. So here we go. Insidious, The Conjuring, A Nightmare on Elm Street, Whatever Happened to Baby Jane, The Descent, The Babadook, the Cabinet of Dr. Caligari, The Wicker Man, The Fly, Get Out, The Silence of the Lambs, It, Us, Sinister, and The Invitation. All right, now that that's out of the way, let's dive right into this week's first film, Blow the Man Down. Ryan's one-word review, secretive. Mary Beth and Priscilla Connolly attempt to cover up a gruesome run-in with a dangerous man. To conceal their crime, the sisters must go deep into the criminal underbelly of their hometown, uncovering the town's darkest secrets. Blow the Man Down is directed and written by a duo of first-timers, Bridget Savage-Cole and Danielle Crudy. The film stars Morgan Taylor as Mary Beth, Sophie Lowe as Priscilla, and Margot Martindale in a powerhouse performance as Enid. This is the type of movie that flies under the radar, and you don't ever know about it until you Google something like... Best Movies to Watch on Amazon Prime. Blow the Man Down is what I'd call an indie thriller, and it feels very Cohen-esque to me. It has Fargo-like vibes, but instead of a Midwest twang, you get the taste of sea salt and fish. A harpoon to the neck and some black humor really makes for a good movie. The best part of this film is undoubtedly Margot Martindale's Enid, who runs Easter Cove's slowly dying brothel. She commands the screen each time she appears, and is a real treat to watch. Her performance is Oscar-worthy, although this probably isn't the type of movie that gets any Oscar buzz. If you decide to stream this one, you'll be absolutely mesmerized by her performance. Blow the Man Down is a tribute to powerful women. In the film, a pack of townspeople, and yes, I use pack specifically because they literally travel as one, and who are also all women, run this town, and its secrets unfold as the movie paces forward. It's interesting to watch a movie with essentially no powerful male characters, and only powerful women. You could argue that the young police officer is somewhat capable, but he's easily distracted by a pretty girl in a home-cooked meal. Lesson learned? Don't mess with the older lady down the road. She knows things that you don't. Blow the Man Down features a chorus of fishermen singing the old sea shanty blow the man down. When you watch, pay attention to the opening scene and the lyrics of the song. Other than being infectiously catchy, the song carries the meaning of the film, if you're able to dissect the meaning of that shanty. I spent a good 30 minutes researching the history of that specific sea shanty alone and found roughly 15 different meanings and multiple versions. I'm sure you'll come up with something though. This is a type of movie that begs for discussion. I hope you'll watch to start that discussion. I've always thought I'd like to visit the Northeast Coast in some of those picturesque sea towns. Well, after seeing the perfect ending of this one, I think I'll pass. 4.5 globes.
For this week's second review, I will be reviewing Hunt for the Wilder People. Ryan's one-word review, touching. Bella and Hector, two reclusive country folk, become foster parents to Ricky, a problem child from the city. After some adjustment, things go reasonably well. However, the death of Bella means Hector now has to look after Ricky, and they don't get along too well. Moreover, her death causes child services to decide to send Ricky back to the orphanage. Ricky refuses to go and runs away, ultimately sparking a national manhunt for him and Hector. Hunt for the Wilder People is the first feature film, both written and directed by Taika Waititi. If you listen to my first episode, you know my love for this director has grown exponentially since watching Jojo Rabbit. His sense of humor, compassion, and his exploration of lofty themes is done with such ease. He also made Thor cool again. The film stars Julian Dennison as a troubled wannabe rapper Ricky Baker and Jurassic Park's Sam Neill as quiet, grouchy Uncle Heck. Again, I was just doing some browsing online, looking for movies to stream, when this one came across the screen, and I noticed Watiti's name. I decided to give it a watch, and I'm really glad I did. I love a good coming-of-age movie, but anymore, most of them are sort of the same in their approach. You have your troubled character, who doesn't seem to know who they are or where they belong. And after a series of events, they come to see the full picture. Now, this film doesn't exactly stray too far from that formula. And it pits two very different characters against one another. Just like most coming-of-agers do. The difference with this one is, of course, the director's wit and humor. Sam Neill plays a great character, who honestly reminded me of my grandpa Gene. Who, to most people, seemed grouchy and distant. But really... He was caring and sentimental deep down beneath that hard outer shell. Ricky is lost as a foster child, apparently no one wants, and his resume is filled with petty crimes. So what does the state decide to do? Well, ship him off to the New Zealand brush, of course, where your only friend is a dog named Tupac. What ensues is the building of a new relationship with a grief-stricken man and a longing-to-be-cared-for young kid. The film's messages are simple. Everyone has a place, and we all desire to be loved and cared for. The film's touching message is delivered alongside beautiful shots of the New Zealand bush. Taika Waititi delivers the goods once again. Four Globes. Now, before I review this week's last feature... I'm looking for recommendations on what films to review and discuss here on the podcast. I have a growing list of films that I want to watch, but I'd love to hear what you're watching as well. Feel free to comment on Twitter or Facebook, and I'll be sure to add your recommendations to my list and hopefully review them sometime in the future on the podcast. And now for the last feature of this episode, a movie that's been on my list since I first saw the preview on Netflix, The Platform. Ryan's one-word review searing. One day, Goring wakes up on level 48 in a prison called The Hole with Trimagasi, an older man who carries a knife with him. In this prison, a platform descends with meal remains left from the tenants from higher levels only once a day for a set time. Trimagasi knows the rules that govern this mysterious place. Two people per level and an unknown number of levels. If you go upwards, you survive but think too much and you will descend again. 
If you are in the bottom where the food barely arrives, you cannot trust anyone except your guts. The platform is directed by first-timer Galder Gastulu Yerusha and stars Ivan Masagway as Naive Goring, Antonia San Juan as Goring's second cellmate who's dying of cancer, Zorian Aguilar as the menacing first cellmate, and Emilio Boale as the do-good third cellmate. The platform is a not-so-subtle political allegory for the times we currently live in. It's a stark critique of the capitalist system and class system. The director is purposely hitting you over the head with his message, and I'm just fine with that. The platform is a dark, unsettling film with a haunting score comprised of prickling string instruments. But in these times of the coronavirus madness, I think it's a necessary film. You may not agree with all of the critiques, and that's fine, but you can definitely sympathize with them. In the film, the platform comes once a day with a smattering of beautifully prepared foods on it. Prisoners have about two minutes or so to eat, and with an unknown number of levels, those in the bottom are left with nothing but licked clean plates. The catch here is there is enough food for at least 250 levels, but the left behind bones barely even make it to level 50. Gluttony is set in and selfishness takes over. Think about going to the store during this pandemic. People were hoarding toilet paper, meats, and other items, while some people were left with essentially nothing. I was guilty of it too. Fear sets in and our survival mode kicks in. But do I really need 10 packages of ground beef, a pallet of toilet paper, and a 100 pack of ramen noodles to survive? I don't think so. The platform is a pitch for humanity to come together and work together to make change. It only takes one person to start a movement, and this film puts that burden on the youth of this country. I could talk about this film for hours, because I was totally engrossed by it. However, I don't want to spoil anything, and I really want my audience to watch it and form their own opinions. The movie is in European Spanish. Do not, and I repeat, do not dub it in English. Watch with the subtitles and enjoy this political allegory. 4.8 Globes. That wraps up episode 4 of Ryan's One Word Reviews. Join me next week as I review three features. HBO's After Truth documentary, Netflix's Extraction starring Thor himself, and the new horror flick, The Lodge. Signing off. <laughs>